Hey, thanks. Um, I think the first thing I want to say is that what Harvey's showing you here and what he's teaching you here is cutting edge. Completely cutting edge. This, you're not going to ever have a time in your life where you're going to be able to stop and look at something so true and beautiful that everybody is looking for. Everybody is out there in fossil fuel machines driving at high speeds looking exactly for what is being laid on this table right now for the next two hours. And what is talked about here is tough to talk about outside these walls. It's going to be tough to explain to friends and it's going to be tough to find words in your own way to explain what it is. But it's life changing. And the way it would change your life would be it offers a fragrance on how things show up. And it offers a, a safe place to be when any emotion or anything comes to you so that you can sit and watch it and color it. So I put a few things on the board there which we're going to go over, but the very first thing I think I want to go into is, and this is a very powerful question, and it's the very first question that I ever came up with was, how do I stay in this state? Uh, and so we all reach states of awakening, awareness, peace, meditation, whatever it is. We go into a meditative state and we feel this, ah, something feels nice about this. And then something happens and the next thing we're off in our car driving to someplace, and we say, well, how do I keep this? Um, so I, I thought about this, and I wrote down a couple of things and said, well, this might be a couple of ways of doing it. But first I thought, there's some type of a shift that takes place that happens where you go from the thinking mind to an awareness. Um, so I thought, let's use our cell phones as an example. Okay, so what I want everybody to do is, is take your cell phone out Okay, and so this is um, a whole other dimension that we all live in now. I have a 19-year-old a, a daughter, and when she was 16, she said she was going to parties. And I said, what happens at the party? She goes, it's kind of quiet. Everybody sits there on their cell phones. <laughs> I went, that's not the way it was when I was a kid. Um, it's an entirely different dimension. And we've seen this dimension. You get lost in this. So, Go into your cell phone just for a minute and, and text somebody. Go onto Facebook. Look at whatever site you look at. Get lost there for a moment as we do all day long. Just go in there. Feel and, and while you're doing this, just get into it for a minute, okay? Let me just give you like 30 seconds. So find something. Let's find something we like. And I don't really, you're not going to tell me what it is. I don't really care. But it could be texting a friend. It could be reading something, okay? So just, just do that. I'll do the same thing. Okay, everybody in there deep? Good? Good. All right, now, put your cell phones down like this. Now notice the room. Notice the room. Notice the air. Notice the light. Notice the 
hears my voice, knows the space between my words. Ah, okay. Now let's stop right there. What did you notice between being in the cell phone and not being in the cell phone? What did you notice as you shifted and put it down? What was noticed? How did you feel? There's that opening of that tunnel vision. Ah, yeah. So when you're in your cell phone, you become a, a very concentrated form, single file of you're right there, right? And no matter what's said, it's, it's all right there. And then once you put it down, it went and opened up, right? It opened up. Now let's try one more thing. So now it's, you're out, open, right? Now go back into the cell phone again, and let's see if we can go back in this time and stay as this open. Hmm. Let's try that. Now as you're trying it, notice what you're paying attention to. It's a challenge. You're balancing. It's a balance. You think it's possible to do that? It's the first time we've ever done it. And you've had, we've had the phones for probably eight years now. A lot of time on these phones. And prior to that, we've had time in books and much more time as in. So we've spent our whole lives really, really mastering the limited, concentrated form of energy that we are. Okay? and not much time going, ooh, here we are. So that little practice there can be done with your life as well. Now let's take it to a whole nother level. So what we did was we kind of, we took the big picture and we tried to take it and look at it. Was anybody able to look at their cell phones and, look, and go into that field and still feel the open presence appearing as that on the cell phone? Were you able to see that, see the two of them together? You felt separate. Okay. Let's try to do it together. Let's take a minute and do it together. Let's pick I up the... separate too, because I mean, there have been times where I do get lost in like the news feed on Facebook or something, but now I'm like consciously making the effort to try to find something interesting. I'm scrolling like so this recent events and just a bunch of trash. So uh, let's... Yeah. That's interesting. Let's, let's do this. Let's go into the cell phone again. Now this time I want you, before we do, look, be aware of pixels, light, battery power, um, machines and just be aware of um, be aware of something that is between your face and that cell phone right now okay so now as your cell phone is on the ground there there's a color between your nose and that cell phone it's a color you've been looking at your entire life and it's the color of presence you want to know what the color is clear. it's the color clear yeah it's the color clear look at that color clear now as all of your pixels and things like that on your cell phone and now tell me what you feel 
That's all right. So what I was going to talk about, I was just have to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you able to follow me a little bit with this? The color clear. Now you're seeing it a little bit differently, right? Somebody comes along in your cell phone and, and, and he says, the dog got loose. <laughs> I don't know where she is. <laughs> I'm out of my truck looking for her. Now you look at this and you go, oh, okay, the dog got loose, but there's still presence here. Okay, this is living as awareness. It's not a great big thing. It's not a great big, ooh, awareness is light and everything is wonderful and beautiful. It's this, it's this. The dog got loose, you feel the emotions come through, and you go, oh, okay, something has to go into action. Let's see what goes into action. Then you start moving, and then while the action moves, there's awareness moving, presence moving, and you're watching the pixels appear, and there you are. It takes practice. This is something that, it, What'll happen now is the mind will want to practice this because the mind goes, you know, this is a lot easier. It runs smoother. It runs really well. And then you start looking at it and go, everything is just this. Everything, no matter what appears. On that cell phone, the dog got loose. You know, your, your mother is, is, has a DWI or <laughs> your best friend has said happy birthday and it's not for four days, whatever. I don't know where I came up with these stories. I'm sorry, your mother probably did not get a DWI. No, but anyway, so these things come through, and then what will happen is you'll start getting to a place you'll go, huh, okay, that's neat. That comes through, and just like Harvey talked about the space of the room, nothing ever touches you. Never touched at all. Never touched. Or you get into a big battle with someone on the cell phone. And you go over this whole thing. You can pick the phone and call them up. And then you hang up and then later on you go, there was no one there. They weren't there. I wasn't there. Nothing ever happened. Okay, so what I'm teaching you to do is to go up on stage in the play, play the play, but with a knowingness that all of it is just a play. It's all knowingness and it's just simple awareness. That's all there is to it. It's that simple. That's all there is. That's, that's the living as awareness. That's how it's done. Now prior to cell phones, I couldn't do this. What I could do is I would then say, think of thoughts, and, and I would say, okay, right now, notice the room, notice your presence, notice your breath, notice what's here, feel this presence <coughs> of joy and what's here. And then I would say, um, okay, now I want you to go into thought and story. And the only way to do that is to say, okay, what day is it and what do you have to do? <laughs> and once we go into time and you, then you go, oh, it's Tuesday night and tomorrow I have this and this and this to do. And now you're in your thoughts, okay? And you've done the same thing as a cell phone, okay? And then I say, okay, notice what is here. What is happening? What is taking place? What? So. I put the word what up there. Let's look at our language, what, what. What are you, what are you doing tomorrow? What, what time is it? What is happening? What is happiness? What is sadness? You can take the word what and you can exchange it for awareness. Awareness is happening. Awareness is tomorrow. Awareness is you know, 6.30 at night instead of what. What is happening? Yes, what is happening? What is sad? Yeah, what is sad? See where I'm going with this? So you can do this with thoughts and in, then take that thoughts and go into awareness. And then you can take awareness and go, oh, all my thoughts are awareness. 
All of them are, constantly. This is the old school way, but now we got the cell phone, so now we almost have like the awareness dimension, the thought of me dimension, and now you have the cell phone, which is a whole nother, you know, as my daughter says, there's a whole nother dimension people are living in. It's the cell phones. <laughs> Will it circle around? Maybe. One day. Who knows? I don't know. I, I'm thinking it will too, because with the cell phone, you're getting this. And that's what I wake up to every morning. So if you talk about a practice, is there a practice, and how do you stay in this practice, and how do you do this? Everybody's different. My way is I wake up in the morning, and while I'm in bed, kind of in that waking, I will put on a YouTube video, and I'll listen to something like that just for 20 minutes, <coughs> and then I'll start seeing presence. And to me, presence is almost, it's a relationship. It's like a relationship. There's like, there's a me, which is presence, with presence, and it just becomes a relationship. Um, we'll talk about one more thing, and I'll tell you my personal story. Let's look at the I, because they talked about I, 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 a lot of that. Let's do something with I. So let's just take the word I and sit with it a minute, and I want you to repeat it to yourself a few times. I, I. It's an interesting word. I, I, I. Now, as you hear this, as you repeat this, I, I, I want you to, how far out does I go? How far in does it go? How far up and down does it go? Does it have an ending or a beginning? I, 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 even the sound of it, I. It's just kind of a big emptiness, openness, right? I, we've never thought of it that way, have we? I, I, it's rather beautiful. I, I. So now that we look at it, I, we can say, I'm sad. So now you have I stepping into an energy called sadness. And if you look at that energy of sadness, the sadness is I also. No matter what you're doing, I, this big, open, expanded space of being, is doing everything and is everything. Pretty open. Open space appearing as everything. That's what the eye is. I once sat next to a, um, an old psych psychiatrist that I was seeing and the very moment where I happened when this, whatever it was, something cracked open in me and I saw this. I sat with him and I said, this happened. And he's like, what happened? I said, something unzipped and opened and there it was. And he goes, what are you calling it? And I said, I don't know. So this guy looked at me and he said, let's call it love. So now if you take the word I and you go I, 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 you feel a big open spaciousness, stillness, silence, emptiness. It's beautiful. But then if you take the heart and you say love, and you now take love and put the eyedropper into all of that, it now takes all of that emptiness and it offers a, a fragrance, it offers a feeling, an emotion of love so that everything is love. And then it brings a whole new level to this. Does that make sense? So it's, an yeah. it's an interesting, if you think of I, okay, there's I, okay. And then you put the heart into it, or love, now let's add love to it. And now adds a whole new feature to it. 
What? Feels limiting. Yeah, just like the eye itself. No, well, to take it, put it on the Oh. Well, it depends on how you think of love. Um, we traditionally think of love as you know, people holding hands and there's love. And, but if you think of love in a different way, love is. <coughs> love is. Then that's just a big, open, endless love. And that's the kind of love you sit by a tree and you go, wow, there it is, by a river, ocean, there's love. So, quite beautiful. So, my story. My water. Um, I guess I had a 10-year search. I don't know. It took a while. I was um, raised Catholic, went through the whole church thing. Didn't understand it but did it anyway. Um, and then once I had children, around the age of 30, I started really looking. I don't know what it was. I just thought, you know what, I got kids. I really want to do, I really want to show them what life is about. So I one day saw the very beginning of this was I, I watched Larry King one time and they had James Van Prague on there. And he was... He was um, doing, he was a medium, and he was talking to, people were calling up and he was talking about, oh, I, your grandfather died, and your grandfather is, is telling me for you to go into your sock drawer, third drawer down, and there's an envelope there, go get it. And then this guy on the phone goes, hold on, and he comes back on the phone, and Larry King live and goes, oh my God, and he's crying. And I'm sitting there going, what? No way. I ran out the next day, bought James Van Prague book, it was called Talking to Heaven, and I read it. And, and what that book did was it basically took you from a concentrated form of a me to suddenly going, there's more out there. And you're connected to all of it. And I sat there reading the pages, and one day, I, one page I read, I just shut the book, put it down, and dropped to the floor in tears. The tears came from returning home, returning to the truth of who I was, realizing that I had been living a limited, very limited version of myself, believing that I was Mike as this, this, and this. And then I started searching, 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 and I just went full in. And at that time, New Age was around, it was big, so I got into Reiki and I started, I learned everything about Reiki, and it was synchronicity. One thing led to another, led to another. I, I met somebody and and she said there's a Reiki teacher down the street and then I found that Reiki teacher took a class and then my mentally handicapped aunt was in a nursing home. It turns out the director of that nursing home, owner of it, was a Reiki master. I then learned how to go from there and I learned all about Reiki and everything there from her. And then I worked with dementia residents for years, um, for a couple of years there, helping them. And then I went out and started teaching that in hospitals. and. And then what happened was it was rather interesting. There was, there was this me, and then there was a spiritual component. There was me and meditation. Ah, spirit. And there was me and Reiki. Ah, spirit. And there was two. There was two. And I was chasing it, constantly chasing, chasing. Chasing to get to this spiritual moment. Chasing to get to this place. And that's what most of the world does nowadays. There's a me and they're chasing to get to some place, be it vacation, a new car, a new relationship, 
whatever it is, trying to get to some place, knowing that once they get to that place, ah, there will be peace. No, there's just going to be me experiencing peace for a moment. Me experiencing Reiki. And that's what I had happen over and over and over. So finally I started going deeper and deeper and deeper and reading more and more books. And then what happened was I um, found myself one day listening to Eckhart Tolle. You've heard of him, right? Okay, he wrote that book, The Power of Now. And I looked at that, and the first time I thought, saw that book, I thought, what is that, like one of these like, Get More Done books or something like that? It wasn't, though. The Power of Now. He was, his word now is presence, basically, the power of presence. And I'm listening to his book, and I'm driving down the street, and it's playing on the CD, and he says something. I don't know what he said, but whatever he said, it felt like someone had taken a hat that was on my head my entire life, and they pulled it off. And I felt this opening of just this, just this, just this. Here it is now, just this. Okay, so right now it doesn't feel like anything amazing, but if you're like this, this is pretty amazing. Okay, if you're in this state of there's Mike trying to get to some place to get something, and then somebody goes, just this, you go, oh, what is that? So that's what happened to me. Something unzipped, and I went, what is that? Then I spent probably six months now chasing that experience. What was that? I want that all the time. I need to go get that. So I started reading different books. Papaji's book, The Truth Is, and Gangaji's book, and all these different people. I started seeing them on the videos, and they're going, yes, this is amazing. Thank you so much for this. And I'm sitting there going, what? <laughs> what did you see? <laughs> and I'm thinking, is it a Reiki treatment? A, you know, a Tai Chi move or something? What is I'm looking for something. But it wasn't. It was them just saying, simply just this. This presence of everything. Just sitting here now. No you. Here. This. What is appearing. And then it wasn't until... And I would find myself opening these books, and I would read like three sentences, and then I would just sit there and stare out the space, and there's something. So I was having this opening and closing, opening and closing, as it appeared, as it appeared. But in truth, as I look back now, nothing ever opened, nothing ever closed. It was just one giant. And then one day in this story, I, I then found myself in a really horrible place, really bad place, where I was three kids, trying to take care of them, wife is working night shift, I'm trying to balance all of this together, the kids do something, I take Quaker oatmeal, really good stuff for throwing across the room when you're mad, boom, it hits the wall, explodes, it's perfect, if you're going to throw something, that's like the best thing to throw, <laughs> uncooked. uncooked, just hit, you know, everywhere, the phone fell off, the, you know, it was back when we had phones on the wall and stuff. And this this is like in the nineties. Um and then I dropped in just tears. And I thought I need to find an answer and, and so I then went to this little part time job I was working and I got on the computer and I met this guy in California and I s and I wrote to him and I said, How do I stay? How do I stay there? I said, I can meditate and feel peaceful. I can do Reiki and feel peaceful. And it lasts a couple of hours. But then I go back to this. How do I do that? And he wrote back to me seven words. And these seven words opened up something that just 
went, whoa, it took that hat experience and just said, here it is. And it went on for three months, powerful as ever. So, it's a thunderstorm. So, or are they have bowling upstairs? <laughs> uh, <it's> bowling. <laughs> is that it? The bowling club. 830 bowling club. <laughs> we bowling. I'd be in there. So, the seven words, everybody wants to know, what are the seven words, right? They're not magical words, they're just, we just said, look deeply to see if Mike exists. Investigate. This is science. This is investigation. This is not spiritual. This is not religion. This is not finding God. This is, this is pure, straightforward investigation. Look deeply to see if Mike exists. Have you ever sat with that question and put your name in there? If you haven't, then do it tonight. After this class, sit quietly and say, look deeply to see if Marie, Marie exists. Try that. Take a moment and look there. I mean, what I found when I did that was I went, oh my God, I have been what I've been chasing the entire time. I have been all those Reiki treatments that has been me, this endless, boundless openness. And suddenly, everything became just this. My body, my mind, all my thoughts were just this. They were just life, 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 life. Thoughts of past, thoughts of future, life, life. Anything that happened as a, as a dream or anything as a memory was life touching life, touching life, touching life. Nothing ever happened. And then I then remember walking down the, um, the sidewalk and hearing a siren from, um, hearing a siren from a, um, an ambulance coming through Green Street in Baltimore and I heard the sound and the sound had no particular place yet it had every place there was, it had no destination yet it just went and ha it almost like it had space between all of it the sound was there space and then I saw things and everything looked as if it was just part of it was all this it was all made of this presence and then I went to bed at night, woke up in the middle of the night and said, is it still there? Like a fish in the water looking for the ocean. Yeah, it's still there. It was beautiful. And then I had different dreams and come along. And then different things took place, different, um, different ways of seeing this. And, and it was open, open, open for about three or four months. And everything was like, wow. And there was just an emptiness of peace. And then I got divorced. <laughs> And it all went to shit. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, I lost it. And I went from this <coughs> to this. <laughs> um, I think she got a boyfriend or something. Oh, you mean how did the, how did this happen? Right, right. How does that's an that awesome question? Yes. How does a divorce happen if you're in this place of just seeing right. and everything is love? How does that take place? It's going to be my next book, actually, on relationships. So let's take a look at this a minute. Let's back up a little or add some of this to the class. Let's take a look at, in my situation, marriage was a play and a dream. It was Mike on stage with a girl. And it was a complete play being on this stage and when this opens suddenly the need for that 
is no longer, those characters are not needed anymore for that. You then find yourself coming off stage and shedding your character and shedding the story and you find yourself in freedom. Freedom, which can be very scary if there's an I. Because you go from, in marriage, you are on a rock. So you disengage. Did you disengage from your being? From the... Well, I was going to say, I think it's, because, you know, it's relationships, so it's a two-part thing. I think it goes both ways where... Oh, it does. It priority does. is just, you know, a different... You end up having the strength to say, this, this is not really the thing I want to do. This is not where I want to be. This is not what I, I need to. I need to go be over here. The experience itself is going from like almost like being on a rock to being in water. You're now fluid. You're free. But you were free over here at the same time. But there are certain things that would just drop out of your lives. The same way as you find as you start opening up to more awareness, awareness, awareness. You may not connect with some of the people you used to connect with. Friends will change. They will come and they will go and they will appear and they will disappear. Things will change the way you look at life. And it's, and it's about, it's kind of like what Rupert Spear was saying, it's about you take this knowingness and you say, how do I see this painted in all the different ways? Okay, so I saw it very quickly, very strongly, as it was in a marriage. And then I'm like, okay, let's experience this outside of a marriage. Let's experience it going through a divorce situation. So I tried that, went to court without a lawyer, yeah. You know, so you have those things take place, and you go, okay, so there's still a play that takes place. Um, the story of love, it's not this. We think it's this. The E, the I, the me thinks that this is the love. In truth, the story of love is love is. Love is. It's that moment where you can then find that, and then you can do this as an expression. But in my marriage, the love was this to try to fill. It was trying to fill it, grasping it to try to fill an emptiness instead of an emptiness expressing joy. So that that wasn't functional anymore, so it crashed. And in that, I then was able to take the three children that I was with and offer them a way of seeing and being that was not being offered before. It wasn't offered as characters, it was now offered as, oh, look, feel this, sense this. And so my kids are kind of like that now. I understand what you were saying. You know? Before now, about love. Yeah. In that context. We have, the separate me has an image of love, of I am with this person, and the two of us together are love. That's a form of love which is kind of shadowing a little bit of the presence. But true love relationship would be one where you you sit with your partner and you say don't ever love me in the way you know love me from your knowing instead that would be the true relationship so that's that's what happened in that now in all of that there's 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 all kinds of stories and pain and things like that and pain comes from you being away from presence. All pain is from away, from, you're away from your presence. So you turn back and go, okay, then what is here? Oh, this, this. That makes sense? 
So in my story, I went from, whoa, this is great, to then you get divorced and you go, whoa, I lost it, <laughs> which is an illusion. This is space, then how do you get, how do you get out of space? How can space get out of space? Do you create new space, open up different space? Or, can't. Is, all, is, all space or is all space an illusion? Um, no, no, the illusions are, space is space. But there are forms that take place, chairs, tables, and things like that, relationships and things like that, which dance to, to appear separate, but there's only a thought that says they're separate. In truth, when you investigate each and every one of them, each and every one of them, you'll find that they never have been separated. Points on that is if I sat down with my ex-wife right now and put her in this chair and I held her hands and I looked into her eyes, there was never any separation. Nothing ever happened. And I had a father who was um, married to my mother and they divorced for 25 years and just were at each other like cats and dogs. On her deathbed, he went and sat next to her, held her hand. And I said, and then she died the next day. And I said, what was that like? I said, you haven't seen her in 25 years. You guys are at each other, you know, spending money on lawyers and now you hold her hand before she passes away. What happened? And he goes, it's as if we never separated. Time was not there. Okay? That's science. That's proof that it's just this. It's just this. Always continuing. So to continue with my story, I, this opened up. Then it opened and closed and opened and closed. And then, over time, what happens is, the more you start looking for it, seeing it, you start seeing that it's, it's always there. Once you get a glimpse the first time, continually the mind's going to want to look for it. Oh, there it is. There it is. This, this friendly whisper that has always been there, that is everything. And then what will happen is you then will start seeing you start seeing life as this more and more and more so that you'll, you'll have those moments where you are looking at your cell phone but seeing it as pixels and then you'll get lost in the story and you'll go, oh okay, the dogs ran away let's get into this and you'll go running off doing all of this stuff and then later on at night you'll sit back and go what, what made me run? yes, what was running? and then later on you'll you'll look and you'll go, nothing ever happened. There was no dog running, there was no truck chasing it, there was nothing that took place. There was just, just this, <coughs> just this. Appearing as one big whoosh of beauty. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So that's the question of how do you stay in this? The answer is, it's there, just look. Um, some techniques you could use would be, and I wrote this down, but now I can't see it on my phone, but I think I wrote down, <laughs> look for clearness, the color clear, listen for silence, stillness, there it is. And, s and s still still hear the Worrying of things. The thing worrying of things? Worrying. Well, you know, like the 
the, the fan, the fan and the air conditioning. Oh. oh, no, let's go further. Listen to that. You hear that? You hear that fan? Find the silence in it. Go deeper. Find it. Do you hear it? The stillness between the notes of that fan. Hear the fan. Where is it being heard from? Does it, does it go through you? It sounds like it's over there, but now follow it. Does it not go through you? The sound of that. Hmm. Some different ways. Within that, that fan's moving, there's something that's hitting something else, and it's going between that is silent notes. The notes themselves, if you were to take those and magnify them, they would be emptiness. Hear the emptiness now? Now the mind understands it. See? That's a really key thing, because then in all sound you can hear emptiness. And then feel, you feel presence. You feel presence. Place your hand on the table. At first you feel the table, right? The separate table. But now there's a warmness that takes place. Your hand warms to the table. And suddenly you don't know between the difference between your hand and the table. There's just, where's that dividing line between your hand and the table? Your hand's just like the table, right? And then where's the sense of feeling taking place within your presence? No place at all. See how that works? Isn't that beautiful? So the knowingness in touch, the knowingness in hearing, the knowingness in seeing is the same as what we do with our cell phones. That's how you live in this every day. It's not any great magical thing. It's just a matter of going, oh, let's take this and let's paint this into everything. Now this is where you then become a Zen warrior of some way because now you have to paint it into everything. So when those moments come along and you're like going, oh my God, there's just total chaos in my life. My dog is gone, right? And you're like, how do I deal with this? This is where you have to get strong. You just have to stop and go, what is here? And you can suddenly go back to this moment. And then you have to be strong enough. Then once you do that, you'll go, God, I did that. I had a, a situation where I was um, at a swimming pool and I was waiting for a friend to come home. And I was very, very upset. Why didn't she call? Why didn't she text? She should be home. Da 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 da. And this should be. The whole the mind loves the way things should be. And if if they weren't if they were this way, then I would be happy. And this is going on and on. This wasn't long ago. And I just sat there and I thought, okay, hold on. Let's play this out. This happens, that happens, this happens, that happens, this happens. We fight and this and that and this and we make up. Da, 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 da. I'm going, oh my God, that's exhausting. And then I sat there and just put my feet on the ground and I said, what is here? And suddenly, as you sit in what is here, you then, there's a knowingness that takes place that says, this will work out. This will fix itself in some way. This dog will come back. 
dog one out, the dog will come back. The dog will be found. The dog won't be found. I'll be okay. I'm still present. Whatever happens. You'll sit there in that, and then suddenly all the worries will just kind of go out to sea as the I, I am-ness, the, as the separate me concentration comes back to the wave, and then it all takes place. That's living awareness. That's all it is. It's pretty simple, and it's a beautiful tool that you can use all the time. That's all there is to it. But this power can take you from then hopping into the what I call the house of mirrors, where you go into one and then another and another and another and another, just trying to fix everything. You end up fixing one piece to another piece. And we found ourselves doing that so many times, right? So some things to do is perhaps you um, you wake up in the morning and you, you put this on and you listen to one of these characters talk. Rupert Spiro, Tony Parsons. Um, Harvey can give you names. Any of these folks. And you listen to them for a little while and then you wake up in the morning and instead of saying, it's Tuesday, I'm Mike, I have to get to this, do this, do this, do this, do this. You just wake up and go, there's just presence here. There's just presence. And then you'll find that things will still get done. That's the biggest reason most people never look into this. This is why they're scared to death. Because they think, if I go into this, who's going to control life? How's life going to be controlled? Who's going to take care of things? Who's going to go work? And who's going to go get that dog when it's gone? Um, and there's fear that I'm not going to, I'm just going to be sitting going, I'm disengaging <laughs> from everything, right? Right? That's our fear. Like, I'm just going to be sitting there going, this is the best high ever. I don't care. Nothing matters. People get in that place. They absolutely get in that place. Um, I've met a couple. <laughs> Remind me to tell you that story. Of what's this guy's name? I'm just gonna call him Edward. Remind me to tell you about Edward, okay? So they get into that place where they're just up on the mountain and they're staying there. So that's gonna lead me to my next story. So let's do our mountain story, okay? So there's three people that um, there's three people that are working and they're working in this beautiful record store and um, they own this record store and it has some of the best vinyl you ever want to buy, okay? So it's you and you and you. So I need your names because I'm horrible at names. You told me once I forgot already. Marie. Marie. Alright, so this is you Marie. You're this one right here with the long hair. Okay, Marie. <laughs> Awesome. And what is your name? Taylor. Taylor? Mm -hmm. Taylor. Alright. And you have a hat on. And long hair too. <laughs> Taylor. Okay. And what is your name? Uh, Kamar. Kamar? Yeah. K-A-M-A-R. K-A-M-A-R. Okay. You have cool glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and hair too. <laughs> That's important. Taylor, Marie, and Kamar, you own this business, this wonderful business called If It Spins, We Play It. <laughs> it's a record store. Okay, so 
And then this is a mountain here that enlightenment is at the top of this mountain. Everybody goes to the top of that mountain, they come enlightened. And you know this for a fact because they come back down and they tell you about it. Some never come back. So you decide to take two weeks off of vacation and you decide, I'm gonna, we're going to all three of us as a business going to go up there and get enlightened at the top of this mountain. So you start your, your trek up to the top of the mountain. And as you start going up to the top of the mountain, you're, you're walking and you're walking, and you step into um, the trees. And as you step into the trees, your mind clears. Notice how you go into nature. Everything clears. Because when you're in nature, you never look around and go, oh, this shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. That, that's not the way it should be. You go into traffic, you're like, no, this idiot should not be pulling in front of me this way. And why is traffic blocked? It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon on 695. Are you kidding me? You know? But the world's changed. But if you go into nature, you don't sit there and go, that tree's in the wrong spot, and that bird's way too loud over there. You don't. You just, so you walk into nature, and the mind clears. The color green, and the steps that you're taking are just they're moving through you. So you walk, and you walk, and you walk. Now, the three of you are walking up this trail. So Marie's the worry ward. <laughs> probably true. Huh? Probably true. So as we're going up this trail a little bit, what happens is Kaman and Taylor are just like trekking up here. Let's go to the top and become enlightened. Marie's starting to think, you know. That's Marie. I'm sorry. Yeah. Huh? That's Marie. Oh, that's Marie. Okay. Sorry, that's Marie. The worry ward. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking. Kamar's. Kamar is more of the worry ward. Okay, Kamar's worrying a little bit. Oh, you accept that, okay, yes. So she's worrying, and she's thinking about, you know, who's going to take care of the store? And we're off for two weeks, but, you know, we got that sign out there, and i gotta, I got to make sure this is all good. And then she's also thinking, I don't want to go up this mountain and get enlightened, because if I do, am I going to have the skills I need to do marketing and get this record sale going next week and all this other stuff? I don't know. So she, after a little while, just decides to take a break and say, you know what, guys, I'm heading back home. So she heads back home, all right? She's like, I'm done, I'm done. These are the people that don't come to your Zen class. Yeah. like, that looks great, but I can't do that right now. I, I don't deserve it. I'm not ready for that yet. That's the other thing that comes through. I, I don't deserve this. I haven't, I haven't taken, finished my life yet. I haven't finished anything. There's a big belief that we have to finish things. There's a belief that, no, I have to get to a point where I have, my kids are all in college, and my job and my, my bank account is this big and my car's running well and my grass is cut. And once I get all that done, then I can sit and look at enlightenment. But Game of Thrones, are you kidding? I haven't seen that yet either. <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> so the distractions or the idea that I don't deserve this yet is the biggest stumbling block to what we have put on this table right here. And yet, all those distractions and everything that you're trying to get done is a way of doing all of those things to get to this spot when it's right here. What, what are you waiting for? So she goes back. Now, Taylor and Marie, Taylor and Marie, trek on up the mountain, and they get to the top. All right. Wahoo. And this is where we bring music into this. I brought these Actually, natives. it looks like Taylor's shoving me off the top of the mountain. <laughs> 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 you're, levit you're levitating. You're levitating. That's the awakening. Yeah. You, you just levitate. Yeah, the powers. Yeah, the powers. I should have brought my daughter for this because she does more work than I do. 
I knew right. you wouldn't fall. So this, <laughs> this is where we bring in instruments. And let's bring in some music. I bought these because all instruments actually are awareness and consciousness, but these instruments for some reason seem to capture what's on this mountain and say, here, and give it to somebody a lot easier. So they have a beautiful tone to them, and I recorded music in the um, studio with these. And you talk about sound and space within sound, this is exactly nothing but space within sound. There's air that comes through out this way, and it comes out this way, and it comes up through the holes, and it's nothing but space, space, space with sound. So the musical notes are actually hollow. I took this into the studio, and this engineer, <laughs> um, who I know, I played it for him, and he, <coughs> he, he walked around looking at this thing going, and I said, what, Mickey? He goes, Dude, <laughs> I said, what? He goes, where's the sound come out of that thing? I said, I don't know. You have to find a way to record this. And he goes, give me a day. And I came back the next day, and I walked into the room, and he had seven microphones set up all over the room. <laughs> and I said, so what does this mean? He goes, this means I don't know where the, where the, where the sound is in that thing. He goes, it's the whole room. So you're on top of the mountain, and your first moment of enlightenment is sound. Okay, so you look and there's a huge giant canyon there and there's a river going through the canyon and you hear this and this is the sound of wind. sit, you hear this, it has no particular place, it goes through, there's no you listening to it, there's just this, you with me? Okay, beautiful. The next thing that happens is, this wind now goes through an object, which appears to be a tree here, but as it goes through the object of the tree, the tree has holes in it, and the tree then becomes nothing but this vibration as well. And the tree sounds like this. And if you notice, if you ever sit next to a tree, if you haven't, I suggest you do it. Not only sit next to the tree, but go up and place your hand upon the tree. There's a language there that says just this, just this, just this. That's all the tree will ever say to you. And it'll have a thousand stories and none of them will have a beginning or an ending. So you're sitting there, the wind blows through this tree, and the tree basically asks, who are you, what are you, what is here, like this.
The next piece is a um, down along the river is the depth. The river goes to the lowest part always. There's a bear down there. You've now planted your feet on the ground. You've grounded. You've felt the grounding. The grounding is presence too. Yet there's a different energy to it. You now look down at this this bear. Now the bear represents fear. Fear, the things you fear the most. You sit as presence, you look into the fear, and you find that the fear lands upon presence. It is presence. Therefore the fear is made of presence. So as this place you look at the bear and you feel the strength of this fear, but yet at the same time it's seen through and the bear sings. tree says to you, don't look, but over here is a deer, a white-tailed deer that's just been there. This white-tailed deer represents love. It represents a fragrance that we now can put into presence. You can't look directly at the deer because the deer is going to run, just like love runs when you look at it. But when you let go and you stop trying, love appears. Just as you let go of objective consciousness, which means objects of trying to get your story to go to this place, to that place, to this place, just as you let go of those things, of that story of trying to fix it, and you just surrender and say yes to presence, then you'll find that this will fix itself. So love, you don't look at it, you just let it play out. You let it play out in its own way. And when it plays in its own way, then it comes through and fills. So the deer sings this love song. Oops, hold on, sorry folks. The summer heat does wonders on flutes sometimes. So these are what we find I bought them, I didn't find them. Um, um, out in Wisconsin, I met a guy online. I'll tell you that story in a minute. So where were we? The deer, deer love, deer. evasion, and love appearing. So now the deer is going to play a song in which we, we now take and we paint love within everything. Everything is painted as this clearness of love like this.
for these sounds clear you. you they clear you yourself is cleared and then you you stay at the top of this mountain just saying there it is I I I I beautiful beautiful so now what happens is so we have who's up there Taylor Marie okay Taylor is just a presence junkie <laughs> so Taylor decides that she's just going to stay up there okay I love this <laughs> Marie says I'm going back now, this is where we get to that very important place in, in learning and exploring our own presence because it's very easy to go and just get to that place and go, you know what? Everything just is. There's just, everything just is. So what was that guy's name? Edward. Edward, Edward right? Yeah. Okay. I don't really think that's his name, but it's, good. it's just as well to use his name anyway, because I'm a person. So. Um, so there's a friend of mine that I, I talked to on Facebook, and he plays music, and, and he's very, very, he's just, there's nothing there. He's just and emptiness. It's beautiful to talk to. I called him up a while ago and I said, hey, just as an idea, I said, you know, um, I play music at senior homes. I said, you know, I, he, I keep reading that you're looking for a job. I said, why don't you um, look into this? And his response was, well, you know, dude, like, I have to see it happen. Like, it has to manifest to me and I'm not going to do it unless it comes to me, and I'm just going to let it be. Everything just has to be. I'm going, it's coming to you right now. I'm calling you about it. Here it is. It's a good opportunity. <laughs> He's like, well, yeah, but i gotta, I got to see if it comes, and I'm just not sure. I'm going, all right, whatever. He's really up on the mountain. So you're staying up on the mountain just as his experience, just to stay there. This can be a scary place. It can be a very sad place. It can be a very dark place at times where you're just you're just there and you go everything is just this it's all there is just this and you then you've completely lost the eye you've completely lost everything and you can find yourself in a very happy place but then you're not motivated to go out and express this anywhere and say but there it is huh? you've lost the you and the I what's there to be motivated Right. Then you, you, you just, there it is, just what this. Everything is just this. Everything <coughs> is just this. So there's a little bit of tweaking. you got to watch this. So in your example, that's where you stay. You're just kind of like, oh, that's it. Now, what Marie does is she comes back down the mountain, and she takes this presence, and she says, there's the eye right there, eye, and she paints it. She paints it with presence. Marie is presence. So there's a nice balance. There's the, the wave and the ocean, and the wave is the ocean. She's got the concepts. Okay, so she comes back down the mountain, and you stay up there and make all kinds of articles and things, whatever. You've got something going on, but you're up there. So she comes down the mountain, and then she comes back to the store, and she hangs out with... Kamar, with their hair. 
And now, so now she's neck and neck with Kamar. And now you're seeing everything is an expression. You do everything as an expression. Like, look at this presence. And you're filing records, and you're meeting people, and you're doing marketing for the store. But when you do marketing, you're not doing it to grasp and bring things in. You're doing it as, oh, you coming into the store, the deep presence and knowingness within me, I see it in you. And I speak right to that when I talk to you and I look you in the eye. And now you feel comfortable and you go and buy the big records, you know, the Mozart sections or whatever. And Kamar's like, what drugs did you find? <laughs> <laughs> right, so Kamar is now still grasping, you know. She's like, get that customer, do this and do, and she's, like most businesses out there, grasping to bring things in. And her flow is, there's no flow at all. There's a desperate flow. No and then there's just stress. There's just stress. <laughs> <laughs> there's just stress. There's you trying to get to some place to relax. And she's going, just here it is. Let's express. And this is joyful. And life is joyful. And every moment, no matter what takes place, you, you somehow find, oh, that mountain is still there. The knowingness is still there. And then your work flows a little bit differently. Now, the thing is also, not only that, but your entire projection of everything you know around you shifts. Things come to you a little easier. And if they don't come to you, you're okay with it. Just life itself is an expression. It's almost like physics. It just kind of works with you in just so many more ways. It's just more comfortable. Your dog doesn't run away as much. You know, it's because the dog knows, the dog feels, and the dog will stay around. Whereas you, Aunt, you've lost your dog, all the records are bent, whatever. You know, things like that happen. The corners are messed up. Yeah, the corners. <laughs> you know, all the corners are messed up on these. Um, so, and that's what happens. So these, this represents the different types of, of people that, are, that I see when I do teachings and things like that, that I run, walk, run into. All of them are this board. <laughs> There's nothing there happening. But the story is there to play with. See how that works? It's an interesting story. Any questions? It's quite fascinating. Okay, the, one of the other things I want to talk about was this here. Um, this is interesting. Um, I. Um, I read in a horoscope one time when I was in a bagel shop um, a few years ago, and I always felt like I was on some spiritual path. I was on a spiritual path. Something's opening, awakening, whatever. Now I don't. Now it just feels like, oh, it's, here it is. There's more openness. But it's always, it's always, once you had that mountain experience or whatever takes place, it continues, continues, continues to grow and learn and learn and learn. Like, oh, now let's try it over here. Let's try it with this. There's always a new awakening. So there's a story that I had in my horoscope. It was in the city paper. I don't think they make the city paper anymore, but back when they did, it was a damn good paper. Um, and it said, and that was Leo, and it said, story one, um, you're in the jungle with a tiger. You're in the cage, and the tiger's roaming free. Okay, that's the moment where you're kind of like, oh, I'm holding on to my spirituality and it's just here. I close my eyes uh, and I meditate and there's just me as a spiritual being. 
and in the rest of the world is scary. But I got a cage to protect me, and my cage is my spiritual practice. That's a lot of the new age stuff that's out there. A lot of these new age movement is taking the individual and grandizing it to be something amazing. So, and all that's doing is taking the individual and grandizing it. It's not looking at presence. The, the whole piece is missing. That presence piece is just missing <coughs> that. And you, that's what I thought it was. That's what I thought all this was, the misconception of what I thought, you know, in media and what you hear about Buddhism and these teachings. I thought it was just the, oh, I'm everything. I am, as if to, for like important, like self-importance, basically. basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of what the New Age movement has done. It's like, oh, do this and this and this, and you'll feel this wonderful experience. Well, that's just the individual feeling and experience. That's all it is. Awareness of presence is, is you have to look at the canvas everything's painted on instead of the painting glowing. Oh, New Age is like the painting glowing. Now there's nothing wrong with that because that is, um, that's an experience. That's a beautiful experience. So, there we go. let me borrow this. Is this a can over here? Or is this a drink? Yeah. Okay. Coconut water? Okay. I tried that stuff. So let's go. Let's let's take a look at this. Here's um. This is Joe. That's Joe. That's Joe. That's Joe. <laughs> Joe. This is Joe. He likes football. He likes beer, and he likes his wings. Picture. <laughs> 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 he likes the Ravens. And, you know, he doesn't give a crap about New Age or anything. He's like, I don't know what that crap is, right? That's Joe. So, and then all of a sudden Joe starts having experience and he's like, whoa, let's get into Reiki and tarot cards and all those things. So he starts having this experience over here. Now he's the bottle. There's a little bit of clearness. There's like, oh, wait a second. There's more to me. There's an aura. There's energy. There's something more interesting there, right? And this stuff's all over the place. Right? With me? Okay. So now he's going from this to this a little bit. Third step, third bottle is this bottle right here, which is pure clearness and energy. This is the one that we're scared to death to go into because look, there's nothing there. There's not even this. And there's sure as hell in this. And so this right here, once this takes place and happens, and it doesn't, there's no way for it to happen, it just happens. I don't know, if something happens, it could be one word that I speak, something you hear over there, something that takes place, you go tie your shoe and something happens. Once this takes place here, then this cup opens and you realize that this cup is this cup and this cup too. And then you can go back and you go, I can go have a beer with Joe because it's all the same. And I can go do this and it's all the same too. Okay? A lot of people get stuck right here. They get stuck in this piece too. So this here is the tiger out there and you in the cage. <coughs> grandizing this individual. Okay? The next part of the, the horoscope was Okay, now the tiger is in the cage and you're walking around free. Okay, so that's more of this. You're over here in this bottle. So yeah, that's watching the tiger on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is watching the tiger on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all this is all the individual experiencing different levels of energies to help the mind feel better about itself. Help the security. The security and fear. 
a lot of it's a fear of death, fear of not having enough. So sometimes you go from one of these back to one of these. Sometimes you will. You'll just go, oh, this feels good. And, and but these are objects which come and go and change. They are objects, jobs, items, boats, cars, relationships. They all come and go, and they're never the same. And talk to anybody over 40 or over 30, and you'll say, yeah, truth on that, truth on that. What I thought was going to be is not being, <laughs> right? All right? But so then you say, well, then you finally get to the point over here. You go, what is it that doesn't change? How do I get out of this mess? What is it that doesn't change? And this is where you go for the third story of the tiger and the cage and you. And in story three, the cage is open, the tiger's in the jungle, you're in the jungle, and you're riding the tiger. Mm. Riding the tiger, and that's this over here. Riding the tiger is pure fear, where you are now saying, no matter what takes place, the presence that is here is never touched. Holy crap, I'm on the tiger. Huh? Holy crap, I'm on the tiger. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, the tiger is, you sense, you sense, you feel, you know the tiger. That's what's there. Yeah. So, the only thing I can tell you is if, if, if this takes place over here, which it will, hold on to it like a tiger. Just go, oh my gosh. What's the tiger feeling? feeling? What's the tiger feeling? Okay. What's the tiger? Whatever the tiger is feeling. Well, well, you're the tiger here. Here's the beautiful thing is if you really look deeply at this, the tiger is created by you. That's my, that's my feeling on this. I don't know if you agree or not, but I sometimes look at just relationships and people in my life. The metaphorical tiger. Hmm? The metaphorical tiger. Yeah, yeah. So I, I often look at people in my life that have come into my life and think, perhaps this person was a creation by me, by this presence, for the purpose of finding presence. Because you'll find that as you go to this place over here, guys like Joe aren't really in your life too much anymore. They just won't be. You, you will just say, you know what, I don't want to go see the Ravens game. I'm sorry. Just. Or you'll come back and go, yeah, I'll do it a couple times. You'll enjoy it. Go, that's awesome. Look at how this works. Been to many baseball games where I go, everything is one. This is unbelievable, <laughs> you know. But, but what you'll have, is Joe is constantly grasping as the individual because he's in pain to get things to a certain way for the enjoyment and pleasure of forgetting that he's Joe. And that could be okay. The Ravens win, and just for a moment, I forget I'm Joe, and I get enough beer, and then I forget I'm Joe. You know? <laughs> it works. It's like, a, it's like a paradigm shift where it's like this book I had in college where the seven habits highly affected people. And you had to, like, and basically it's like people do things for various reasons. They do things for their partner or their family or whatever. And then when they shift the paradigm internal, outward men make the same choices just from a different place. Yeah, yeah it does. So yeah. you may still go to the game the but it's from a different place. Yeah, you're not doing it as an escape or anything like that. Well, that, and that's perfect. That's the story right there. That's your difference there between um, Kamari and Marie. Yeah, that's the difference between you two. You're at the game going, you better win. 
you know, and you're at the game going, oh, this is great, who cares, you know, but you're enjoying it, and th there's a difference there. Um, so that's, that's the, the tiger story of how that takes place, and it's, it's quite beautiful, and then, so, there, and there is a path between this and this and this, but you don't know that it's taking place until you're done, and then you go back and go, Some, this, this had its importance. So I'm not knocking <coughs> New Age. Uh, I think it has its beautiful um, way of slowly going from this to, because if you did this, that would scare <coughs> the hell out of everybody. If you just right. got rid of that middle ground. Huh? Well, this is be like all of your, it's forms of, um, forms of slowly dipping into the presence. Um, it could be meditation, it could be um, forms of prayer, it could be um, crystals, the Reiki treatments, a lot of yoga, things like that. They're just acupuncture. Acupuncture, just well, yeah, I don't know about. Um, yeah. <laughs> but all of them, all of those different forms are there to just they're little portholes that just open up, open up this place of just hey, there's no me. Other ways of doing this also are, and they don't have to be this. They can be. Um, you sit at the beach for an hour or two by yourself. You go for a bike ride by yourself, by yourself, or, or you you go to the bourbon festival and you just get lost in all of that for a little bit. Those are still different forms of losing yourself in little ways. The problem with a lot of those is that you come back, and and then you come you come back right here, never, you know. And this changes because when you come back now, it's not the same. And this always changes. So the key is to be like Marie. So you're both. There is there's the presence and there's the Marie's presence as both and that's that's the challenge. That's the complete challenge in all of this, is to be both. So that's why the very first thing I did was let's look at the cell phones and let's pixels and presence. And it was a weird it was weird, wasn't it? It was hard to do. But you can. You can. Over time what you'll have happen is you'll be in places where you'll be like, hmm, here I am, you know, talking right now and there's a presence, I see it and feel it everywhere. And then there's other times you'd be like, you know, getting gas and pumping gas somewhere and you'd be like looking around going, there it is, there it is, there it is. You know, it'll just start appearing at different times. In the elevator where the people are on their phones and you just got their awkward sound. Yeah. Well, me and my friends had a thing in high school right around like 11th grade where one day, you know, it was like five or six of us and we were all just on our phones just like sitting in a circle not saying anything. And I just look up and I see that I see that's what we're doing. And so I put it down and I say to everybody, hey, uh, let's do something fun. Let's try this for like the rest of like the school year or something. If any of us sees at least two or more of us on the phone, don't pull it yours out or put yours away. And we did it for a while. And at first we only did it because we didn't want to look like that. You know, that image of like, oh, it's just a bunch of detached, you know, kids not looking at life like we didn't want other people outside to look at us and see us as that but then eventually it just became effortless where we became more excited by the putting down part you know and rather than the yeah yeah i, I may be looking at it but then i see someone else doing it and it makes me aware of what i'm doing and then you know i'm thinking like all the other human like maybe i should be ready to interact with this person you want to just break them away from where like, they like, talk to me. waiting for it to get down in weird silence. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting um, 
technology has brought us to a very interesting place. I, I don't know. I mean, we have the fact that you can watch videos on here, like Harvey's putting up. You can watch those anywhere. It kind of makes it beautiful. So that you're okay, and so perhaps some people are looking at those things. Um, yeah, it's a great tool, but it's also well. That's what that's well. That's what a lot of writing is about. Is how we've never had like the entire history of all human knowledge oh, at our yeah. disposal at all times. Yeah. And we do, but we use it for the exact opposite purpose. Oh yeah, we're well. We're communicating with each other because we desperately want to connect with each other. That's really what it comes down to, and it's the I that is in pain, saying, "I need." to have five texts in the next hour from friends. And if I don't, then I'm some, somehow I'm not liked or something like that, <laughs> right? Well, that's, <coughs> there's a lot of cyborg relationships like that too. I've had so many, yeah. I've had yeah. so many fights that probably wouldn't even have gotten as intense as they did if you could talk to a person mm -hmm. in reality and they didn't miss, you know, somebody didn't say right. something and take it a certain way because you can attach. Right. No, you can't. So it, it really, it does limit us. And um, the key, though, is to look at anything that ever takes place. You're in that room, you get seven friends on the phone, they're all on their phones and they're doing their thing. Take that moment, look at it a couple ways. You can look at it like, why are we all doing this? They're all disconnected, this isn't good. Or you can look at it and go, what's wrong with this? Is there anything wrong with this at all? Um, does Joe really control what he's going to do next? Just, it's just happening. This is just appearing. There's just presence appearing as this, as him on his phone. That's where it is. He might go through that for a period of time, another year or so, and then suddenly say, you know what, I don't do that anymore. I'm not on my phone anymore. Um, so look at life as, um, try this experiment. Look at life as a movie, just playing. And your job is to just watch it, just let it be. So to continue with my story, I'm at the pool, and I'm thinking, this should be this way, this should be that way. And then I go over to my friend's house, I open the door, and I say to myself, before I open the door, I said, you know what? I'm just going to let this whole room appear like a movie. I can't control it. I'm going to accept everything that takes place. I'm going to see the presence appearing as everything and I'm just going to let the night roll. I'm going to interact a little bit, but interact the same way you watch a movie. I'm going to laugh when it's funny. I'm going to feel the emotions. I'm going to let this, let this, what's appearing, entertain me. So when you go to a movie, you don't, you know, sit there and yell at the screen. Well, some, <laughs> some of us do. Does it help? I don't do that. You're covering yourself. I've been to f a few of those. It makes it entertaining. Don't yeah, go in does. there. Some moments that should have been comedic became very comedic. Right, right. Unless you go to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And then everybody, yeah. Which was a whole experience. And then everybody's. <laughs> I, we went to that. I didn't know what to expect. I'm yeah. going, oh, so a hot dog just hit me in the head. What happened? You know, um, but for a moment, and just try this experiment, just for a while, watch life as if it's a movie, and that it's all just pixels, and your pixels, and 
what you do is not going to change anything because it really doesn't. Can you, have you successfully really changed anybody? <laughs> and they go, you know what? I don't do that anymore since you told me not to. Oh, really? <laughs> Come on. People are like apples. They have a taste. It's always going to be their taste. They might, they might in certain ways do things to accommodate you, but in truth, they probably don't want to anyway. So, but let's try that. Just try. So I went into this room and I just watched this. And I looked at it and thought, okay, first of all, my mind was completely wrong what I thought it was going to be. So I feel stupid about that. And second of all, without that thought of what it should be, I can now see what's actually there. You can see the beauty of something that's actually there versus the way you think it should be. That's really important. Because then you can see the beauty in other people. You can see, wow. As crazy as I know they are, <laughs> there is a beauty about this. Look at how, look, wow, that's amazing how this person is an important <clears throat> character that just jumps on my nerves so that I can explore this. Right? What's this story about the Buddha comes to somebody's house and the first thing he does is he knocks on the door and then he goes in, they let him in, and he goes down to the basement, he pulls out all their nasty, weird things and brings them up and throws them in the living room? <laughs> And he goes, there's all the stuff we're going to deal with, you know? So, um, so part of this process is, is you, you, when you open to presence, you open to a lot of different energies that come in. And you deal with that. And then you come down the mountain, and you can then explore those. Because if you stay at the top of the mountain, that's nice. But you're up there. And you're really kind of hiding. You're in the cage. And you're like, I've done this. The line's out there and you're in the cage. Yeah, this is good. You caged yourself. That's not any fun. You know? And the, and that's related to well, what he was saying. I would comment on that when he was asking before, well, if you're in there and you're in the cage, but you're still experiencing it and you're fine, is, is it really even a, prob a problem? Well, the way I think about it is, is depending on your perspective, it's kind of like death. It's kind of like death. If you, some people are afraid of death because they don't want to miss anything and they like be existing and other people are like, well, I don't fear death because I'm not going to know about it, you know, I'm going to, be go going to be gone. And I think when you're not in that state and you're outside of it, you don't want that. You don't want to, I mean, you still know about your life, you still know about your relationships, you still know about all those, all those things yeah. while you're here, while you're here. So. And, and I'd say too, just in which I've said before about watching the movie, um, is that you're watching the movie and the mind-body, the name, is a character, maybe a character in the movie too. So you're watching yourself play out your script and your acting role in the movie as well. So the I, the I, a temporary manifestation of the skandhas we talked about, the character, and at the same time, paradoxically, there is the watching because it's the presence, presence, stillness, showing up as the character in all of its one of the forms, and so is the movie and the props and everything. Okay, I got ten minutes to go through both of these and talk about death real quick, because you just mentioned death, and I think that's one of the most important pieces. Let's talk about this real quick. Okay, um, does this that's here ever die? Can it? Well, I was going to ask about uh, moments <coughs> when you're unconscious. You know, like if you've ever had your teeth 
uh, with some ketones or something, and they put you completely out. And then you wake up later and you, you're missing time. Where do you go then during that time when, when there is no awareness because you're unconscious? Is that what death is? There is no death. This here, this presence is never born. It never dies. And anything that takes place upon it never touches it. So the act of going to a dentist and going unconscious is all, that's all just writing upon water. It never touches this. Those are just experiences that take place. This here does not die. I sat beside my mother before she died. This opened completely, freely, beautifully. I held her hand and I knew there's no death. This is not dying. What I felt was this. It was just this space. Can open space die? No. Are you the open space? Yes. Explore. Closed space can, right? There's no such thing as closed space. Your body. Even investigate the body. Yeah, there's the, he's right, even on a scientific level, because at the quantum level, all atoms and things are touching, all have space in between them, so there's not actually anything touch, technically well, touching. Well, explore the body. Take your left hand, put it down. Take your right hand, put it on top of it. What does it feel like? What is sense? What is known? Space. You feel space there? A warmth? A nothingness? You've now taken two objects which look to be solid. You've put them together. And all that's there is now just space. Do you really sense this dying? How would it? Now what can happen is this, the shell, the body, will, this is, it opens like this and, and falls off. And then what's here, in the middle, is here the space, which is everything too, is always there. <coughs> so death is an experience of opening to what's always been there. So you can do that at the end of, you know, this. <laughs> or you can do it, or you can explore and have it happen here now. And you go, oh, then you can live with Marie and come down the mountain. Make sense? I'm going to give you this, this to you. You can read it later. This is just a little, something I made that says duality, which would be like, okay, the Joe story on the left. And non-duality, it's on the right, what happens? Okay, you can read that, that's kind of cool to read. But I want to read this to you. Is that good? Sure. Yeah, we're gonna run over about probably about 940, because okay. we're gonna do some other, two little things after. Okay, so this is um, my information. Um, and there's something in here I want to talk about, that's why I'm giving this to you. This is how to connect with me. If you decide you want to hear more, you want to talk more, you have questions, uh, have a phone number, you can text me, there's an email, you can write to me. Kick, I don't know, if I use that once in a while. Snapchat, I don't know. I have that sometimes too. Not too great at those things, but they're there. That's, my daughter said to use those. <laughs> so <laughs> so if, you, if you get on Snapchat and I send you a picture of a dog or something, you know, or being wearing a stupid hat, then you that's what you get when you go in there. Um, 
the thing I have in here that I like is your center is everything you see. Let's talk about that real quick because we have this experience that, okay, I'm centering myself. That's new age stuff. I'm centering myself, centering myself. If you want to see what who you are, it's everything. Your center is everything you're looking at. This room, these chairs, you, me, everything, all of it. The world, beyond the room, as Harvey says, space, stars, galaxies. That is you. And center is everything. There's not even a center, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's the main point I'm gonna finish with here. And um, if you wanna chew on that for a little bit, so all these things that I've talked about over the past two hours, and all the things you're learning, I would have given my right arm to have this class when I was your age. This is beautiful stuff. Um, take it in. If you don't understand anything I'm talking about today, you don't understand what he's talking about, or what these videos are, there's a knowing sense of something taking place. Feel that. And that's all you need to know. And then you might, you might come out later and write a book and then you put the book in the library and it's nothing but empty pages. You say, here's my book explaining what I learned at Harvey's class. <laughs> <laughs> and Harvey will say, that's the most beautiful <laughs> book I've ever read. <laughs> I can read it 10 times and it's different every time. Yep. <laughs> that's funny. Empty pages, but you get the idea, right? So that's it, I, thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Are you missing one? Yeah, I'm missing one too. Okay. Yeah, so send me feedback or questions about stuff, that would be great.